this in a sea of the dying and shameless uh, a sea of the aimless i don't want to be one of the nameless i'ma wake up with the mindset that one day i'm gonna make it and i don't think i'll be fine if i don't break my limitations don't try to stop me i exist to write my own story i'll make a decision if i want some peace or if i want the glory yeah don't want a life that is complacent or possibly boring i just want a life that is worth every day exploring all right, another episode of Anime Autopsy. We're still in Inuyasha, season one. Uh, this episode's going to be based on episode six through episode 10 of season one. Uh, but first, the intro and after song to our podcast is by NFX, and the title track is called I Just Want to Be Great. But today's journey is going to take us into Inuyasha, season one, episode six through 10. The episodes of the Japanese anime series Inuyasha are based on the first 36 of volumes from Rumiko Takahashi's manga series of the same name. Uh, the show is about a half demon Inuyasha and a high school girl, Kagomi Higurashi, right? Higurashi? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Practice. On a journey to obtain the fragments of the shattered jewel of the four souls, a powerful jewel that had been hidden inside Kagomi's body. And if you want an explanation, go to last week's episode on that. It's weird. Now, shattered into a million pieces, they have to go out and basically seek the fragments. That way, evil people, evil demons can't get more evil or something. But episode five uh, left off with the introduction of Inuyasha's half-brother, Shishomaru. And now we're going to get into episode six. So episode six is the Tetsaya, the Phantom Sword. So the faceless mother makes Inyasha reveal the location of his father's grave and Shishomaru removes Inyasha's right eye, which has the black pearl in it and opens the entrance to the grave. Uh, Kagome is angered by Shishomaru's cruelty. She goes with Inyasha after Shishomaru inside their father's tomb is a memento of Inyasha's father, the sword Tetsaiga. I'm going to say the whole pulling out of his eyeball thing was actually pretty cool. Kind of made me cringe a little bit. It's like, ugh, ugh. I mean, it's a pretty cool spot to hide a grave, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I like mean, massive in there. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. Just uh, looking at my notes, apparently Kagome's brother still wets the bed. It's not important to the story, but it's funny. Faceless lady's background, uh, it's, it kind of dives into it in this episode, but it adds like a serious tone to the show, which I wasn't expecting because up until this point, it's been sort of goofy for the most part. Uh, good, but goofy. What was her backstory? It was basically like her sorrow from losing her children or something. And then she soaked up everybody else's sorrow and then like turned into this demon. Basically. Lady. Yeah. So like basically she would like pray. Like if you were, a, I guess, a mother that lost your kids, then she would like pray on your grief and then I guess be stronger. And it's sad, you know, because it makes you like realize how much Inuyasha really loved his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause at the end of this episode, she not that, not at the end, but like, uh, I guess towards the middle beginning of the episode, she sacrifices herself for Inuyasha because she feels his pain because she, he like, you know, loves his mom. So I guess like she felt guilty a little bit. How creeped out were you to see Shishomaru pull the black pearl out of his eyeball? Out of all the places a grave could be, it was kind of fucking weird to be in his eye and like is that only there or is that in a dimension anywhere else like is that the only way they can get to his grave yeah is inside the black pearl which is in his eyeball and then we got a little bit of 
Excalibur action, just Japanese version. But Kagome is going to be the only one that was able to pull Tetsuga out of the stone. Mm -hmm. Did they explain that? Because that didn't really make much sense. Besides the but, fact that it took the two of them as a duo to make it happen. They don't necessarily explain it much besides, you know, like, so the whole point of the Tetsuga is to protect people. And some people wouldn't use it for um, good things, obviously. Shishomaru, if he had it. So the reason why Kagome was able to pull it out is because, you know, she, well, I mean, she is human. So she does have the ability to touch Tetsaga, even though it's not going to transform. Shishomaru can't touch it, basically. He has no power over that. So um, she pulls it out in a will to help Inuyasha and... Because Inuyasha wants to protect Kagome, he has the ability to use it to its almost full potential. Now, okay. So was that his dad's sword? Is yeah. that the story? So, so isn't he a bad guy? His dad? Yeah. No. No. His dad, um, even though he was a full demon, he had the sword made out of one of his fangs for Inuyasha. He had two swords made, and that one was for Inuyasha. Oh, this whole time I was thinking that their dad was a bad guy. Mm-mm. No, I mean, I'm sure people didn't like him because he was a demon, but he he's not a bad guy. I didn't. Well, I mean, they have not really explained much about his mm -mm. dad. They'll get into it later on. And like, especially the third Inuyasha movie, it actually has to do about their dad. Oh, cool. Episode seven, Showdown, Inuyasha versus Shoshomaru. Kagome is able to pull out the Tetsaiga. Shishomaru tries to kill her, and Inuyasha is angered and fights to protect Kagome. His will to protect a human changes Tetsaiga into its true form, a fang sword. Because at this point, at first, it, it just looks like a chipped up like samurai blade. And then once he actually, I guess, like uh, stops being a, a butthole and tries to save her, it turns into like this big thick sword, almost like a, an Egyptian sword. Yeah, giant fang. Now we see a glimpse into Inuyasha's childhood and how he was treated. So he's basically treated like a like the runt, the you know, bullied, I guess. Yeah, he's treated like an outcast because of yeah. the fact that he is half demon. So it's like you don't fit in with full demons, you don't fit in with humans, you're a piece of crap. You shouldn't have been born type stuff. And you would and think so with sad. like his dad being a full demon, like he'd have been like, I'm going to murder all of you. Cut it out. How do you think that that played into shaping Inuyasha outside of just making him pretty much a big dick to everybody? Well, besides that, you know, I, I mean, obviously it had to be very upsetting. You see him cry to his mom, you know, I mean, like, why doesn't anybody accept me? Because they consider him an outcast. So I think that's what really determined him to get the sacred jewel. So that way he can become a full demon and, you know, be accepted and be powerful like his dad and Shishomaru are. Yeah. Part of the highlights of the Shishomaru fight is Shishomaru throwing skulls at Inuyasha's face and he's just completely <laughs> no-selling it. Made me laugh so hard because he's staring straight at him like, you're a prick. Like, this is not affecting me whatsoever. You're doing yeah. this just to appease yourself. Yeah, or Kagome basically doing the same thing to Jacques. That's why he had all those bumps on his head. <laughs> but uh, we finally get to see Shishimaru's, is it a demon dog form? Is that what mm -hmm. it's called? Yeah. He's yeah I don't think I was really ass. expecting that. Tell us a little bit more about that. 
Um, well, just like his dad, he has the ability since he's a full demon to transform into a full-fledged dog demon. And his dad rolled over, I think, the, the, all the West, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to follow up on that. But yeah, so since he's a full demon and his mom was a full demon, he's able to transform into this giant ass dog. Do we ever get to meet uh, Shishamaru's mom? Yes, it'll be way later on, but we do. Is she as cool or is she just just kind of a bitch? She's kind of a bitch. Okay. I mean, she's cool and she does help out during like one thing, but she's just like Shishamaru. She's kind of a bitch. Mm-hmm. That's where he gets it from, I guess. We kind of touched on it a little bit. Is the idea that it takes both of them to use that sword or does it take him being in a certain mindset or his heart in a certain area in order to like fully use the sword. Do you mean like Inyaje and Kengobe? Yeah, because like <coughs> the sword is usually looked at as a offense weapon, weapon like to attack, but like it's it seems like it's leaning more towards in order to use it at its full capability, it's used to defend even though it is an offensive weapon. Yeah, essentially, yeah. So that's the re- one of the reasons why he was able to use it was to protect Kagome and protect humans in a way because um, obviously his dad cared about them too. If he's, His mom was a human. So he's able to use that. And there are points where he can't use it because he's not, like you said, in the right mindset and he's not really feeling it like oh i've got to protect somebody instead of just swing around a giant sword and kill everything all willy-nilly so episode eight <laughs> is the toad who would be prince um in their travels inyasha and kago may stumble across a young traveler who's in search of a missing princess only to find a demon who's behind hers and the disappearance of a slew of young maidens let me tell you how fucking weird this episode was it was a fucking frog man Fucking frog man, frog demon. Yeah, dude. frog demon. And then he ate the prince. Mm-hmm. And then frog demon dude and prince become one and then have this internal struggle fighting back and forth. This toad <laughs> is, and it's a mummy toad. I forget to add that part. It's a fucking mummy toad. He, he wears that to hide his appearance because obviously he looks like a toad and if the princesses were to see that they're going to be like oh, oh god there are literally demons walking around I don't think they'd be that freaked out well yeah but I mean would you want to sleep with somebody who looked like that no oh, okay so he even though my thing is even though he's wearing the wraps you can still make out the figure of a weird looking frog thing as soon as they showed him I was like that's a frog mummy <laughs> And he talked like he was slow. So, like, he, he didn't even sound yeah. very smart. He, he probably ate him on accident. But we're introduced to a loudmouth klutz dude and a chunky toad mummy. This episode was totally filler, except for... Okay, it was entertaining. But it's totally a filler episode outside of the fact that they got another shard of the uh, stone. But, I mean, that was just them validating, making a really weird episode. And what... Why does the klutz look exactly like Kagome, just in like weird cosplay? He doesn't. You'll see something later on to where he looks like 
somebody else from modern time. Like he's the ancestor of somebody else in Tokyo that Kagome knows actually goes to school with. What was his it name? Is the tip off point that he like falls on his face or something or walks off a cliff on accident? No, no, but um, he, he comes back in the first Inuyasha movie. I can't recall if he comes back in any future episodes, but I know he's back in the first Inuyasha movie. Nobu, Nobunaga, Naga, what, what was his name? Naganaga, something like that. I, did, I didn't even write it down. I was like, but he, guy. I mean, yeah, he's really freaking stupid and a klutz, but he's very entertaining. He means well, yeah. And his little monkey sidekick. He's in love with the, what is she, a princess or something? Yeah. She, okay. He's in love with the princess. In love with the princess. The princess has been married to this prince. Toad Demon eats Prince, basically uh, takes his place, wraps himself up like a mummy so no one knows that he's a Toad. Klutz guy goes in to save Princess, but refuses to kill the Toad mummy because it will, you know, I guess, just kill. Like he's just against killing or something. It would kill the Prince, too. Right. So you got to get the demon out of the Prince in order to, if you kill him, you're going to kill them both. Effectively saving his crush's husband so that he still remains single and just did something noble. That's just how he is. And it doesn't dawn on him that he's kind of screwing the pooch on this whole situation until like afterwards. And Inuash is like, nerd, did you not know that this is going to happen? And then he walks off a cliff. Yeah, and then he walks off a cliff. End episode. (laughs) So fucking weird. That's probably the weirdest one so far. Uh, episode 9, Enter Shippo plus the Amazing Thunder Brothers. Uh, on their adventures, Kagome and Inuyasha encounter a tricky but adorable child fox demon, Shippo. He attempts to steal the sacred fragments in what is revealed to be an attempt to avenge his father's wrongful death by the Thunder Brothers. Do you want to explain who the Thunder Brothers are? So the Thunder Brothers are essentially just these two brothers. Um whose mom was a demon. I don't think dad was. I think dad was just a really powerful human. But um, obviously, Keaton resembles the dad, and Montana resembles their mother, bless his heart, because got her looks and everything. And she also looks like a toad. Yeah, a chunky lizard. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, he looks like a lizard. How many hairs does he have on top of his head? Three, I think. And then just, you know, that like, braid in the back i don't think that braid's real <laughs> i don't think the three on top's doing much but you know well his the whole episode he's obsessed about having thick hair and we'll get yeah. into like a little uh the the intro piece of episode 10 after this but he the as soon as you well i guess we should explain shippo first so he comes up and basically he's he's a trickster so oh, all, yeah. of, all of his uh, I guess magic is based mm-hmm. on trickster stuff. So he's just tricking people. There's illusions. Um, so he tricks Inuyasha in holding onto this tiny little toy statue thing. And then he uses his magic to make it large and unmovable. So trapping him down, effectively he steals the the fragments yeah. and then goes and search for the Thunder Brothers thinking that that's going to be enough. Totally shits the bet on it. Just completely freezes up whenever he comes upon uh I don't remember his name and I'm not going to the the three-haired lizard brother uh one of the thunder brothers Mm -hmm. 
And he is sitting there looking at his reflection in the water and combing his three hairs. And it's great. And there comes a certain point where I think it was um, Kagome shoots an arrow. I think. Yep, hits him in the forehead and he loses one hair. <laughs> he loses two, actually. He, he loses oh, yeah. two. He's got the last one. And he freaks the fuck out. Yeah. So she shoots him with an arrow. And it pierces his cheeks. And by the way, he keeps that arrow in his cheeks for all the way up until like the end of episode 10. Shoots him again. And he loses two hairs. Has a meltdown. And shoots out this huge ball of electricity, which turns out was the same way he killed Shippo's dad. So the Thunder Brothers just sounds like a bad male stripper duo to me. But only one of them you would actually pay money for. The other one would pay you to watch. I've got to say, their armor is pretty fucking cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But when it comes down to it, they take Kagome and imprison her uh, because uh, Shippo just totally shits the bed. I guess they imprison her for a small amount of time. But then Kagome, basically, she just kind of wraps them around her pinky and tricks them into meeting up with Inuasha. Yeah. So Montan kidnapped her because he was going to basically use her in like an elixir type thing to, he thought would help make his hair grow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he kidnapped her and then he ten showed up and, you know, basically electrified the woman he was with for really no good reason. Just yeah, to prove, like, I guess that he's dust or something. Yeah. He just like electrocutes the hell out of her and she just fries like a crisp. And I'm looking like, uh, okay <laughs> i guess she served her purpose she was kind of cool looking though yeah i thought she was going to be kind of like a, a stick arounds character for them because she was sort of dressed up in the same way yeah nope, just but, fried her like a crisp so she basically just um manipulates them into meeting up with inuasha telling them that he's got more shards isn't that right yeah it was like she was like oh you know he'll come to save me because he's in love with me type yeah. stuff <laughs> yeah. and then whenever they get there he's like what are you talking about i'm mm -hmm. not in love with you gross yeah that was great let's see here episode 10 you want to jump into that so episode 10 is the phantom showdown the thunder brothers versus tetsaiga Inuyasha goes to save Kagome from Montan, and Heaton devours the sacred jewel shard that Montan had and absorbs his demon powers. Heaton attacks Inuyasha with his Reagan. Reagan? I don't remember how to say it. Inuyasha is in trouble and defends himself with the sheath of the Tetsaiga, because I don't know what that word is. Not even going to try. Yeah, Skabar. like he... Skabard. It, it's uh, a sheath. Yeah, the sheath apparently uh, is super powerful as far as like a I guess a defense mechanism mm -hmm. because it has to like keep the sword's power in check so it was kind of a weird scene it crack though it was like how strong could it be you know like doesn't make very much sense pretty strong yeah and I just had an added note in here that it sure seems like there's a lot of people fucking things they probably shouldn't be fucking because we've got those half brothers half demons toad people I mean, it was, lizard you know, brothers back in the day where I like way back there and I like maybe if demons really did exist it'd be more acceptable but in terms it's almost like that's like bestiality yeah they're not people unless it's like Inyasha's dad you know he's a person but he also transforms into a giant dog so where are you crossing the line where could you draw the line honestly 
or not. I, I don't know. I mean, you, we can only do this while you're in your human form. Because, I it's mean, like, think about it. Can you speak English or whatever language that they're speaking? Like, do we speak the same language? Do, like, it's like, are you basically human-like? Like, and I feel like in some situations, you know, the demon would just take whoever they wanted and make them their baby mama or wife or whatever. Well, all demons aren't evil, Tori. No, not yeah. all of them, but I'm just saying a majority. I mean, why would he tends mom and dad get together? I mean, why did the dad look at the mom and be like, yeah, I want a piece of it. If maybe he was just into some freaky stuff or maybe they were like joining families or territories or something because it is, yeah. you know, feudal Japan. Well, we'll never know. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, that leads us straight into this. Uh, the one-haired brother at this point, I guess he gets his ass kicked, right? And then mm -hmm. his other brother... <laughs> I don't know why he just couldn't take him off his forehead, the shards. Because these two brothers have shards on their foreheads that power them up. But the human-looking one straight up bites his brother's forehead off nah. in order to ingest the shards. Well, in a way, they're, they're kind of like embedded in there. So you'd have to cut it out and then eat it so i guess he was just you know making a little quicker by nomming off a piece of his forehead might need a quick snack while he was at it cannibalism little uh protein to get the energy going again yeah. that's the flea always you know no pun intended flea on them when they need him the most oh every time every time and then he comes back and he's like see if you just you did what i told you to do and they're like really really he's a big chicken He's funny, though. You know, Shippo, you know, definitely gets a hold of his, uh, ba basically, the, the, the fat, hairless uh, demon brother is uh, wearing Shippo's father's skin around his waist. Kind of like, um, like a fur waistcoat, I guess. I don't know. But at one point, Shippo is definitely laying on his dad's skin, and no one's freaking out about it. I mean, like, at all. Dad, let's just imagine all right let's put our heads together imagine someone killed your dad sad and then they started wearing your dad's skin as an accessory then you fight that person beat him up and then at one point you're laying on your dad's skin like a fur rug what weird or not weird it's an anime it's not supposed to make sense <laughs> out of things that we have watched take assassination classroom for a second and think about that it's not gonna make sense some weird shit happens it, it is what it is i mean i guess i don't know you just you know there's an extra throw blanket blanket for your bed take him home that skin throw him in the wash you know, brush him out a little bit it's totally fine make a jacket he could literally use it as a jacket there we go at the end of the day, this episode serves as a purpose for Inuyasha to slip up and let it be known that he cares about Kagome, uh, because at the end of the episode, he gets to use the full power of the sword again. He's, you know, acting real confused as to why it's not working anymore again. And then he goes into, like, you know, caring about Kagome mode, and then, voila, magic trick, sword's big again and powerful. But he slips up, and um, doesn't he think that, oh yeah, he thinks that they're dead. Because they get yep. um, shot with electricity or something. And mm -hmm. then Shippo's dad's skin saves them from getting hurt and then evaporates into the spirit world or something. Yep. But he thinks that they're dead. And he's like, you know, why would you, you know, kill my friends? And then he's upset. He sheds a little tear too. 
And then he thinks he's talking to their spirits that are about to go away. <laughs> yeah. And they're just standing there like, what are you crying about? And it's like, so sweet. Because it shows that Inuyasha can have a soft side, but he won't show it because he's just this big old meanie face. At the end of the day, he likes Kagome, but you know, he ain't going to admit it. So the last stuff, uh, these last five episodes are pretty fucking cool. You got Shishamaru, you're introduced to uh, introduced to Shippo, which I'm assuming is a mainstay character. Yep. From everything I've seen, I guess we're well, not going to see the Thunder Brothers. They're kind of throwaways, I guess. Yeah, they're little insignificant mini bosses, steps. I guess. Yeah, making way up to the bigger storyline. But yeah, Shippo is about to join the gang and start their little trio. Which will soon, you know, get bigger. But we got uh, episode 11 through 5 to look forward to. A sneak peek on episode 11. It's called Terror of the Ancients No Mask. Is mm-hmm. it No Mask? Mm-hmm. N-O-H Mask. We are back in present day with Kagome's family. And a haunted mask is starting some shit at their historical property. So we'll get into that next week. Any closing thoughts on these episodes? Nope. No, I, I don't think so. I'm just ready for us to, you know, get to the point where some major shit starts happening because it's going to get real exciting. So is this like all elementary compared to like what we're going to get into eventually? Yeah. Yeah. Like it'll make you, some episodes you'll just be like, what the hell? Hmm. And and it continues like that through episodes, movies. Yeah. Really good. All right. That's going to be the end of the episode. So like, rate, review, download, share, do all the free stuff. It really helps us out and it doesn't cost you a penny at all. And the intro and outro song is by NFX. The title of the track is called I Just Want to Be Great. We will see you next week. See ya. Yeah, I just want to be great.